listener production. Wall Street lower as investors sniff at Tesla's earnings numbers. And Aussie shares expected to end the week lower following Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday, the 20th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, US and European stocks are appearing to take it in the neck on their Thursday session. Uh, in late trade, we've got the Dow Jones down 0.6%, the S&P 500 down 08 the NASDAQ down by around three quarters of a percent. A lot going on. Certainly was, Tom. We heard from Fed Chair Jerome Powell overnight, and we saw heightened volatility on share markets on the back of that. He said central bank officials will proceed carefully with interest rate hikes, while noting there's evidence that policy isn't too tight right now. So we saw varied outcomes on bond markets on the back of this. What uh, Mr. Powell also said was that it was likely that a period of below-trend growth might be required, along with softening labour conditions to get the inflation genie back in the bottle. Well, he said inflation's still too high. They remain data-dependent. He stuck to the same hymn sheet that we've heard from other Federal Reserve officials lately. But really, the action was in the bond market last night. We saw a confusing message somewhat. So what we did see overnight was the 10-year bond yield up by eight basis points to 4.98%. It touched 5% at one stage, getting to 4.9963% to four decimal places there, Tom. That was the highest since 2007. And what we did see in relation to the 10-year is Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying signs of above-trend growth or a too strong labour market could warrant more monetary tightening. But we did see the two-year note fall. It was down five basis points to 5.17% after Powell said that the central bank could act carefully on further interest rate hikes. Within such an expansive conversation, it's often helpful to try and zero in on the main theme. And if you were to extract one thing from this expose from Mr. Powell, it is that the economy is strong enough to warrant more aggressive rate hikes and the needle is pointing in that direction. You know, we saw today even the number of people claiming unemployment benefits for the first time. And that's probably as much as you need at, at the moment to go, well, this labor market can take a bit more stick. Let's give it to it. Really, the labor market in the US remains very, very strong at the moment. And on the back of that, we've seen about 266,000 jobs added over the last three months on average. So until we see some weakness in those labor market numbers, the US Federal Reserve will be on the front foot. An important measure is the relationship between long and short-term interest rates. It's what we call the steepness or the level of inversion where a yield curve is concerned. This is the least inverted that we've seen just over a year, meaning that long-term interest rates are doing the work of the Federal Reserve. They're doing the heavy lifting. You can't do it all through raising short-term interest rates. That's an important thing to understand. And Ryan, you you mentioned something a moment ago, and I didn't want to pull you up, but it would be lunacy for any central bank to say that their job is done where interest rates are concerned. I mean, you may as well just be signing your own initial jobless claim, I reckon, if you're um, making that sort of statement as a central bank leader. Well, what it suggests is that we're going to see continued volatility in the near term in financial markets. So until markets have a clear idea where interest rates are going to peak out, We'll continue to see these fluctuations in both the share and bond markets. Exactly. So let's get onto the corporate side of things because there was a lot of interesting stuff happening there last night. Now, Netflix, this is an organization 
that not that long ago was under a lot of pressure because it had pivoted in relation to its strategy. It was trying to form a new way forward following the pandemic. One of the things that it did was uh, uh, introduce uh, an advertising iteration of its service. So you, you sign up and you get ads as well, and you get a little bit of a discount. You don't pay as much as the premium service. There was a lot of volatility around Netflix uh, in, in that moment in time. There are a couple of other things that they did, and uh, the analysts on Wall Street were apoplectic. Did this quarter vindicate the pivot traits? Well, it certainly did. Strong result. The share price is up 16%. It's also cracked down on password sharing, which is a bit unfortunate for some of us. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a litany of impressive statistics with Netflix. The mirror reverse in some respects, Tesla. Yes, Tesla's shares are down currently by about 10% after it missed Wall Street estimates for third quarter gross margin, profit and revenue. It reported revenue of $23.35 billion US dollars and earnings of $0.66 cents per share, both of which fell short of estimates. It's the first time Tesla has missed on both earnings and revenue since the second quarter of 2019. Indeed. And I mean, Elon Musk is you know prodigious in terms of his intellect and what he is able to do as a business person. Trying to peer into what he says and get the truth out of it, I think, is a little more challenging. One thing that he said that uh, stood out was that the organization is going to have to work hard to reach volume production and be cash flow positive uh, at an affordable price where their cyber truck is concerned. And this is you know, an example of them being able to build another plank of growth into the future. And at a time where they are discounting uh, to try and get market share, they're trying to grow the Tesla brand. He's got a lot of balls in the air, hasn't he? He does. The cyber truck that he talked about, he said it's going to be eventually a significant positive cash flow contributor. What was interesting about the commentary from Elon Musk was he was very pessimistic about the global economic outlook. Mm. So he said the state of the global economy, he's concerned about that express concerns about the level of high interest rates and it makes it harder for consumers to buy cars. Very straightforward commentary, really. Yeah, there was a trifecta of things, uh, margins, economy and uh, the cyber truck, if you were to summarize it. So Tesla shares are down 10% this session. I suppose the shares are still up by um, the better part of 80% in year-to-date terms. They've had a good year so far. It's just a question of whether or not you know they just cool off a little bit from these levels, I suppose. If we turn our attention to European markets, Tom, we saw them fall for a third straight session on Thursday. We saw a raft of downbeat corporate earnings in particular. We did see shares of Renault drop 7% after the French car maker's third quarter revenue missed analyst estimates, and Nestle shares slid 3.4% after the Swiss consumer giant posted lower than expected nine-month sales growth as higher product prices made shoppers balk. So, we did see the continent-wide FTSE Euro First 300 index down by 1.2%. In London, the UK FTSE 100 index was also down 1.2%. The German DAX index was down by 0.3%. And uh, just to round that picture out, the German interest rate picture, German bonds were pretty well behaved. There wasn't much to write home about in that neck of the woods. A 10-year government bond in Germany at 2.92%. The US dollar index to me, it stood out a little bit in terms of its moderation last night. Uh, so down by about a half of 1% to 106.26. Uh, Friday is an important day in uh, the context of the Middle East picture. So, you know, things 
often happen at the weekend uh, under these circumstances. It'll be interesting to see the tone of US and European markets and indeed Asian markets at the uh, towards the tail end of our session today and heading into the northern hemisphere the Aussie dollar has been on a little bit of a roller coaster overnight having been trading as low as around 63 US cents as high as 6360 uh, it's currently back to around 63.3 oil prices have uh, bucked up uh, overnight they're up by the better part of 5% trading just a whisker north of 90 US dollars per barrel at the moment, Ryan. Yes, we did see US oil prices lift by 1.2% to 89.37 US dollars a barrel. And it was another volatile session. But what we did see overnight was developments around the Venezuelan situation. So the US will suspend some of the restrictions on Venezuela in return for plans for freer elections in the country. And that may enable the South American nation to pump 200,000 more barrels a day, about a 25% jump in output. But of course, traders are now fixated on whether the war in the Middle East expands and whether that has implications for supply. So the Venezuelan crude situation is a band-aid solution for the tightening oil market, in my view. The picture for the local market, we're going to be under the pump when we kick off later on this morning. The futures are pointing to a decline of around 0.6% at this stage. That's down 44 points for the SPY futures contract. Today, look, it's a bit of an underwhelming day, I'll be honest, as far as uh, corporate or economic news is concerned. We've got a few AGMs being convened amongst them, the Garbo Cleanaway, the uh, Mining Services Group, Worley, formerly Worley Parsons. Quarterly updates from Atlas Arteria, Whitehaven, and Illumina. Anything on your radar, Ryan, that you're going to be paying particular attention to? Tom, we get an update on short-term interest rates from the People's Bank of China today. So at the fixing, uh, we're not expecting to see any change in the one-year loan prime rate at 3.45%. So policymakers will probably take time to assess the impact of some of their housing support measures more recently with an adjustment on new interest rates for mortgages. Ryan, what a week it's been. It feels like we've packed a lot in. Certainly have, Tom. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Indeed. You did say that, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Look forward to your company again on Monday. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.